we are doing something different for the duration of Andor. We're going to be covering uh, the episodes that dropped the the previous night or tonight. Man, it's been out less than a day, but it's it's been a ride already. Today, I've brought on a bunch of people who we've been able to go to the premieres and see it. And so we want to share that experience with you as well as just enjoy the show. So we're going to do that right here on the high ground. Hello, my wonderful guests. Uh, we will have another guest joining us shortly. But um, yeah, welcome to the high ground. It's your guys' first time coming on. So I want to kind of open it up by having you guys introduce yourself. It's like who you are, where we can find your awesome content. And, um, you know, the icebreaker question today is, in Star Wars, who is the character that you wish you were? And who is the character you actually are? <laughs> oh, nice. Because those, those, those seldom, they seldom line up. Um, yeah. So I'll uh, <laughs> give you guys a second uh, to think about that. Everyone else in the chat as well, I'd love to hear your answers. Who, uh, who in Star Wars you want to be and who you actually are. So yeah, go ahead and shout those out when you get a chance. But I will start with um, Alden. Okay, so... I'm going to, I'm going to, as I'm speaking, I'm going to noodle and try to nail this character question. So this is the stuff that all the content creators can just rattle off. So my name is Alden Diaz. I work in radio. I was working for iHeartRadio for the past few years. Um, and I still do from time to time. I do work with the fandom and I'm the host of the Octo Radio Star Wars Podcast Network, um, which has three shows on it. Oh, we were just part of Potathon, just had Ryan Johnson on. So if you heard that Ryan Johnson was talking about something, that's probably where it was. Um, and he's the sweetest person ever. Awesome so, yeah. conversation. I, oh, thank yeah, you so man. much. He was He's just the best. So, yeah, you can find me at that Alden Diaz everywhere. Um, it's yeah, right there in writing. Um, and then character that I wish I was, Sabine Wren. I absolutely wish I was Sabine Wren. I, I'm not going to be like, take jacket off, but I have Sabine's last helmet tattooed on my arm from the Rebels epilogue, the one that will be in live action, which is very exciting. Um, I love that character. And then who am I actually? Probably not to just pick Ghost Crew, but maybe Chopper. I feel like Chopper sometimes. Maybe Luthen from Andor. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel very grizzled sometimes. So, yeah. <laughs> seen some seen some things. Pretty hardcore. Um, yeah. Commit some war crimes. Yeah. No, that's just, just, just mm-hmm. slight ones. <laughs> awesome. Um, and how about you, uh, Neem? Hi. Um, so, I'm Neve. I'm Artushitu on TikTok, Instagram, Interactive. Um, and... Apologies for the quality. It is 1 a.m. where I am. I'm in London, so sorry if this looks because I am. Um, me on here, first of all. Um, who am I and who would I want? So I think who I'd want to be would obviously be Ray. Mm. Kind of my Star Wars character. Like everything that she is, I see a lot in myself, but like she's like the idolized version of myself, if that makes sense. Um, who I'm right. most like. Maybe like Cyril Khan because he's just obsessed with Cassian and that's me at the moment. Like maybe I'll just go oh. with that. I'll say Cyril. Why not? <laughs> it's on theme. Okay, I, I like it. I like it. Um, you know, my, myself, if I could be like any character, it, it would have to be. Um, you know, I, I, it would be it would be Lando because he's just chill mm. and he can talk to anyone and do anything. Uh, he's just 
relaxed and he's so extroverted. I am very much not that. Uh, the character I actually am is the droid Dio, um, who's oh, <laughs> I love Dio. Uh, yeah, yeah. When when people are like too close, and I'm like, nope, no, thank you, no, no thank, thank you, you. Oh. no, thank you. <laughs> no, I love that character so much. That's great. I will say though, maybe maybe you haven't reached that point of identifying with Lando, but I saw your suit on the red carpet, my friend. That was Lando. That was Lando's <laughs> style. You know, when 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 the need arises, yeah, I can I can I can uh, I can back out, tap in, <laughs> inner Baron administrator. I like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we have some people in the chat. I have uh, Joseph here who uh, wants to be Han Solo, but it's actually Luke Skywalker, which is hmm. not not bad. Um, depending not bad. on when in Luke Skywalker's uh, life <laughs> you you, right. you want to be, right? Um, uh, I have a uh, droidy Jedi. I, I want to be Leia, but I'm probably C3PO. Um, That's close, though. It's like you're you're at least <laughs> next to Leia a lot of the time. <laughs> Physically, I want to be Jango, but I'm actually any clone from the episode of Rookies. <laughs> uh, <that's cool. laughs> but that's just not the idealized version of yourself, and you'll you'll definitely get there. Um, <laughs> I want to be Cad Bane, but I'm actually Whip Fortuna. Don't say that about yourself. No, yeah, it's like uh, I want to be a really cool criminal. I'm a lame criminal. <laughs> I, I I hate Bib Fortuna so much. Uh, ever since I was a child and I saw his face, I was like, I I don't like that. I don't. <laughs> you know, that's fair because that's he sort of has like the when ET is dying complexion, <laughs> like that that wet sort of pinkish, like gross white skin that's all wrinkled yeah. up. And, yeah, he 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 freaks me out. Um, Black Mermaid. I'd like to be Deba Balaba, but I'm actually uptight Comac. Comac, nice. Yeah. Um, always appreciate the High Republic love because um, that's that's where my heart is. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk about. Well, we'll start by talking about our experiences at the premiere, um, and uh, yeah, I, I want to hear what it was like. You know how 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 far in advance did you hear you guys were coming? Mm. Um, what did you have to do? Like, what was that experience like? And I'll just kind of open it up so we can be conversational with it. Sure, Neve, if you'd like. Yeah, to I'll go. Um, so I found out very last minute. Mm. Um, so the first thing about premieres was seeing all of you guys getting invited to the U.S. one, and mm. that was just so exciting seeing all like my friends being invited. I didn't even cross my mind that that would end up happening for me. So happy, especially for people like Emily, like Stardust M, who just like oh, has yeah. been breathing this for like four or five years. Mm -hmm. um, so I was just feeling really happy. And then it'd be really good if like Star Wars did some sort of event in London because they never do anything. Like no immersive things, no, mm -hmm. no like showing. And then like literally an hour later, an email um which was just a bit crazy uh and so i had about like two days i think uh um which trying to prepare mentally for that when i've been counting down for four years and then suddenly it was like one day ahead that it was yeah. actually happening it was like oh okay uh, um but yeah it was like it was very low-key huge imax cinema um so we got to watch it on like the huge screen um they had b2 emo there like the actual droid with the actual droid movers doing it for you 
Mm. Um, that was for people who've been That's invited cool. I saw to, your picture. to meet him. Love it. Yeah, it was so responsive as well. It was a bit weird. Like I was bringing him kisses and he was like shriveling in as if he was blushing. Like it was, it was insane. And this was before I'd even obsessed. Um, oh, wow. And then, yeah, there were some troopers there. That was pretty cool. Um, so it wasn't so much of a premiere. It was more of a preview screening, but there was just so many mm-hmm. people there from like, that it really felt like mm. I'm amongst my people. You know? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi, yeah. how hey. are you? Hey, how's it going, Carly? <laughs> I'm going all right. Um, can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Yep. You Weird. sound great. Thank um, you. And well, we're just hearing uh, Neve's experience at the um, UK screening. Oh, um, awesome. Which is super cool. I mean, I saw like Tyra was there um, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Andrew, mm. Andrew's visuals was there. Mm. Uh, a lot of people I followed there, so that's super cool. Yeah, it was that's really so cool. It was just nice to celebrate it with people that we're kind of friends because of that franchise. I think that's the most special thing about it. It's like not just recognition yeah. from Star Wars that you've contributed something, but like you're just getting to celebrate mm-hmm. it, surrounded by people that you've met because of it. Same with celebration, but just even small events like that. It just really felt like so much love in the room you know um so yeah, yeah it's a really good night really good night so cool are you going to celebration next year yes in oh my, my city gosh. that's yeah. so exciting oh my really gosh. exciting yeah because i came to chicago a few years ago so for it to be in london oh, really? now like oh, yeah. as much as i love <laughs> chicago not not fair to you so i think it's time not really, not <laughs> yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah. but we are yeah. going to rely on you to, to to show us around absolutely so, uh, yes. happy toes awesome well um carly uh why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself where we can find your awesome content and uh the question i asked everyone to answer was what character in star wars do you wish you were like and what character are you (laughs) actually like okay um (laughs) first of all thank you so much um my name is carly king and i am a star wars youtuber I'm an actress. I I do cosplays. I do stunts and martial arts. Um, I'm from Florida, but I recently moved to Los Angeles, California, which is terrifying and insane. Good move, though. Good move. Still in Florida. Good move. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, And if I could be a Star Wars character, I think I would be... I feel like I would be, mm, I think I would want to be R2-D2 because he's kind of been through everything, you know, mm-hmm. he's kind of experienced everything, whether it's good or bad, but like, mm-hmm. I feel like it would be interesting to see things from his perspective. Um, and I feel like a character I'm like, um, it's I tough. think Han Solo because yeah, he's always in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> That's kind of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that I'd you picked so. Han for like the real reasons, yeah. like, <laughs> like the, the actual the truth of Han and not the legend of Han. Right, yeah. right, right. definitely. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I felt like I was in the right place at the right time um, watching you, you know, belt out uh, before he cheats. Uh, oh, my God. Yes. yes. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you so much, dude. Yeah. I listen, no matter how much I suck at singing, I love to do it. And it's fun to do it in front of like <laughs> a lot of people. And, you know, 
Everyone was coming up to me. Everyone was coming up to me. And they were like, thank you so much for singing that. It made me like feel good. <laughs> I was like, feel okay. righteous. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so funny. Well, when I, I was like getting ID'd outside of the bar and I could hear someone doing no diggity on stage. And I told you this, oh my God. I, I was like, ooh. That was iconic. Yeah. Ooh, I love this moment. And then I get inside and I'm like, oh, it's Chaco. I was like, yes, <laughs> even better. No oh my God. I'm uh, just happy I was able to go on um, before Josh uh, saying uh, <laughs> the shallows. Oh my god! Because like yeah. y- you can't follow that. Like I would have been ashamed and had to just uh, go go home. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Josh is really good. I experienced mm-hmm. him singing the national anthem at the Star Wars soccer game, and it was oh, wow. incredible. Like I was in shock. That man has. Pipes. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that. Uh, and also, I want to I want to shout out, um, you know, and say say hi to uh, to T to Tyrell in, in the chat. Uh, appreciate you <laughs> hanging out here. Um, I had uh, a, a few people who ended up being uh, busy at the very last minute, so I reached out to a couple people, um, including Tyrell. Uh, happily, I got some uh, you know amazing people on. Um, Josh got invited to another Andor uh, pop-up, um, and Jay Stubbs was sick. Uh, but uh, yeah, th- thank you. <laughs> thank and you for somewhere, inviting us. Somewhere down Chaco's list, he was like, "I guess they'll have to do." All right, I'll <laughs> yeah. circle them, and I'll invite. Them. No, I invite people. Honored, I've been honored to be eyeballing there. for a long time. Actually, <laughs> with uh, with with Neve, we became friends um, mm. off of. Off of some some hard times. If, but that if was a while ago as well. That was quite yeah. That was weird situation. <laughs> Very strange, but the best of this community. So I'm like grateful for it in a weird way. Um, we we yeah. were all putting up our Star Wars rankings, and mm. we've put up um, theirs, and uh, the, the the fanboys caught it. Didn't like um, it. Didn't, didn't like it. it. Got mm, her banned sorry, off of TikTok man. for a while. Um, That's nuts. People are, and again, like you said, it shows you the good, but it always comes mm. in waves, and it's almost like there's a, a space fantasy about that, about yeah. you know, about <laughs> yeah. all, all the bad coming and then all the good rallying. You you really yeah. get a sense of who's of who's legit, and also whatever your ranking is, your ranking rocks, and it can't be more chaotic than mine or some of the ones that i've seen my top five will send people into the hospital like, Same. they just have they don't know give our top five? i feel like give your top i feel like five. chat's yeah. really nice i feel like chat's like amazing yeah. right now everyone seems super kind i feel like if we did mm-hmm. give our top fives they would be supportive oh my goodness my chat right is now. the best chat of it really is that's not surprising like though at all yeah. oh gosh this <laughs> i'd say well, my number one is obviously Empire Strikes Back. It always has been. It's mm. incredible. Um, my second is Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Third, Return of the Jedi. Uh, fourth, Solo. Yeah. And nice. I would even put Solo in third, honestly, just yeah. for the last five minutes of it. Yeah. <laughs> Only the last five minutes. <laughs> um, Here is iconic. And then five, I would put A New Hope, you know. Those are my Love top that. five. Love it. What oh. about you guys? Neve, do you have yours? Mm-hmm. I'm a sequel lover. Fair so 
love that. Apologies, there is not a single original in that top five. Um, <laughs> so, well, mm. maybe there is actually. So, Force mm. Awakens will always be in my number one. Like that mm. was my like. I've always been into Star Wars, but that was the first one I saw in cinema. Like that cool. to me is like yeah. my new home. Does that make sense? Totally. Um, totally. So, Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi, and then I'd probably say. Yeah, Return of the Jedi and then Empire. If yeah. just going off the films. But I think yeah. what really ticked people off the wrong way was I put Rebels above Clone Wars. Oh, that's people that's, didn't that's, like that. That's just people correct. People didn't like that. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> if if I had shows in my ranking, Rebels would be the mm-hmm. number one Star Wars project, period, bar none. Wow. Really? Period. I love to hear. I love that. I love, I love Rebels. I think I have the there it is from the Rebels nice. panel. Oh my nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, no, I, I mean, it, so, uh, but excluding the shows, Return of the Jedi, Last Jedi, Solo, <laughs> and then this is where people have a heart attack, The Rise of Skywalker, and then this is where people, like, die from that heart attack, Attack of the Clones. Uh, okay. I, I love those <laughs> I hate Attack of the Clones. <laughs> no offense. I, I, valid, first of all, but I cannot sit through Attack of the Clones <laughs> for the life of me. No, I get it. I get it. I, you know, I can't. <laughs> I, I really loved Attack of the Clones, and but then I mm-hmm. found later that every time I would watch it, I would fall asleep, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Huh, yeah, maybe that means something." But I, but I always, I always say, if Attack of the Clones is high on your list, you are elite because yes. you've been through it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, I have guys, respect for you. You have the Thanks. strongest yeah. character. Um, yeah. For for me, I I always get in trouble right off the bat because the Last Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie, Star Wars project. Um, I, I love it. Uh, followed by um, Empire, then Return of the Jedi, mm. then Revenge of the Sith, um, and then after that, um, Rogue One. Which, by the mm. way, Rogue One used to be I dead last, and it jumped up. Tw- yeah, bit. I, I know. Wow. I know. My sixth. Yeah, yeah. Rogue One is not my favorite um but that makes my reaction to this show even more powerful and palpable mm-hmm. uh, yes. my, my, my like most violent hot take is that my favorite star wars war movie is the animated clone wars movie and not rogue one i love wow okay clone wars Dang. it is good so i somebody said holiday special number one in the chat yeah, yeah. oh my god give it up for chewbacca's son lumpy that movie yeah. man L- lumpararu is is canon um he's canon yep. yeah so we we might we might see you know chewbacca's father-in-law uh, get get nasty to some vr stuff um who, who knows yeah. who knows Not the i best love choice. i like to think that um b arthur is you know, somewhere out there still being uh, space, you know, one more round, friends. Yes. Oh, my God. Or, oh, who's the, um, today we're making Bent the Surprise. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, what's her yeah. name? Um, oh, I can't remember her name. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I can't remember either, but remember. it's time for a rewatch. This is I, actually a no. special commentary. <laughs> uh, yes. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I would do well, I would I would do that as as live commentary for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, why don't we just go ahead and jump into uh in, into Andor, you know? We all got to see the if the first three episodes and then I rewatched them again last night and mm-hmm. stayed up pretty late um because I'm a masochist. Uh but I enjoyed it the second time even more than the first time. Um 
I'm curious, what, what were you guys' kind of uh, initial thoughts coming into it? And uh, basically your thoughts on episode one, like what, what jumped out at you? And I'll ask uh, Neve first. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, you guys are all too polite. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, if anyone's seen my social media in the last, like, maybe three months, especially, I've been, this has been my most anticipated Star Wars project in years since the sequels, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I love Mando, but this was the one, like, from the announcement. I was like, this is my show. This is for me. I'm getting my boy back. It's the most interesting period in galactic history for me. Like, mm. this is it. Mm. Um, so I have been fighting for this show's life online, um, retweeting every bit of promo, shoving it in people's faces. And I am just so relieved that I haven't embarrassed myself because of how good it actually ended up being. Um, and I feel like I'm such an unreliable source to talk about it because everyone just knew that I was going to enjoy it mm. in some sort of capacity just because I'm getting that character back. Um but honestly, I just, I'm obsessed with it. It's just exactly what I had in my head. Um, but then also giving me like so much more that I didn't expect as well. So I'm just, I'm happy. <laughs> really happy. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, you Alden? <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, I've been very honest over the years with the fact that I struggle with Rogue One. There are days where I'm like, mm-hmm. Rogue One, I'm sorry, I love you. And then there are other <laughs> days where it's like we have a little bit of a, con- a contentious bicker going on. But I was enamored with Cassian and with Chirrut from the get. And so when they decided to do a show, he's my favorite. Yeah. Those characters are just brilliant. And so, but the Cassian idea was great. I love Diego. So I was on board for this idea. I thought that what Gilroy brought to it was really interesting. Um, But then sitting down and watching it, um, you know, you earlier, you mentioned uh, Emily Stardust M. Uh, I, we had never, I'd never physically seen her. So I didn't know what she looked like. She was in front of me in line to get in. So we ended up talking about it. So I was going in great mood. Um, And then, yeah, it just, it blew me away. It's, it's a sucker punch. Like the the way I've described it. And I described it immediately after is start people that love star Wars. We always have to tell people, well, it's always been political. It didn't just happen. Now Mm -hmm. this is the show. That's like, yeah, we're no longer nicely explaining that. Mm -hmm. Like now, if you don't get it, sorry. You know, it just yeah. goes all the way in, but it doesn't stop being Star Wars. You know, yep. B2 is super Star Wars. Uh, the tall mm. alien that stops him in the street, super Star Wars. But <laughs> everything with like you know, young kids in speaking an alien language in a forest, looking at a big ship, like that's just so iconic. So I loved it. Yeah, and I love how you how you bring that out. I mean, I, and I guess I'll, uh, I mean, we'll go to Carly last, but is it... um is it a, a, a negative that it doesn't have the same, you know, addition of, of the force and the same, mm. you know, that feeling? Uh, is, is it being grounded um, yeah. a negative or a positive for you? What do you think, Carly? And your well, overall thoughts. Well, I, uh, to bounce off of what you said about the force, I feel like no matter what Star Wars does, the passion that they put into it is kind Mm. of like the force so I felt Mm. that in a sense like seeing everybody come together in the show fight for what they believe in I feel like that itself is the force you know what I mean um I had recently went to see Rogue One re-released in theaters and I went to see it at the El Cap which Mm. we saw it at the premiere Mm -hmm. that day um and 
I had never seen Rogue One in a theater before that. So I never really got to experience it in its fullest extent. It's like fullest possibility. Um, <laughs> my first Rogue One story was kind of interesting, but I don't want to get into it. Um, Cliffhanger? And- yeah, it's interesting. Good. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I, I could I could explain it later. All right, all <laughs> but right. as far as Andor goes, I was expecting it, um, of course, to be incredible. But I wasn't expecting it to be this good. I The first scene, and I've talked about it on my Twitter many times, the first scene in mm. the show where Cassian goes into like that bar type like it's a Star Wars yeah. strip club. It's a brothel. Um, it's, it's a, a brothel. brothel. Yes. <laughs> um, a brothel. Yeah. The music, dude. The freaking music. The sound. So the Foley artists need, like, the Foley oh. artists need to be bowed down yes. to. Everyone at Skywalker Sound, they all need love and affection right now because they <laughs> knocked it out of the park. Like, Matt Wood, shout out. He's a good friend of mine. He's the sound supervisor at Lucasfilm incredible person and the talent that came out in this show i am blown away truly legends legends Legends. literally legendary and i feel like sound is what mostly stood out to me in the show so far um the characters are rich the the acting is like impeccable it's phenomenal and just the story. A lot of people have been saying it's a slow burn, but I think they're just used to Star Wars being like, oh, here's R2, here's Chewie, oh, surprise, here's Han, here's this, here's that. They want that, like, immediate fan service, you know, but for this, it's a true story, and I feel like that's what we need, and that's what we've needed for years. And what's interesting is, like, story. you bring up a great point because it's, like, to be as Star Wars as it can be, Mm -hmm. it needs to sacrifice some Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a weird relationship. The show is almost running up. If there's a fence and on one side of the fence is star Wars on the other side, there's not star Wars. It runs up against that fence, climbs it a little, and then comes back down every time. Yeah. It, it's like, it'll do something. The star Wars has never done a brothel. Yeah. The, word, the S word. I don't know if I can swear here. Uh, the, 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 mm-hmm. the, the, the very heavily implied sexual encounter, uh, right. all that stuff. But then it brings you back into Star Wars. And we mm. know that he will move toward classic Star Wars. Mothma's coming, all that. But yeah, it tests it. Because like you said, Star Wars moves always mm-hmm. like Indiana Jones does. Uh, I wonder why that is. It's almost like they were made by the same person. But it, <laughs> yeah. it, it moves at a clip. It's always a storybook clip. Yeah, It's just constantly yeah. like, we're here, we're here, we're here, we're here. This one, it's like you find out that Luthen's going to meet Cassie in an episode one. They don't meet till three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just, it's much more like a novel in that way. It is a novel. Yeah, That's exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the exact opposite of solo. Cause solo moved at such a fast pace and mm-hmm. we got introduced to a lot of new characters and things like that, but we didn't find much out about them. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I would absolutely love to get more in depth, but this, this, the slow burn allowed each and every character to breathe and to, yep. It let the um, audience breathe, you know? Yeah. And and the, the, it did the thing I love the most is it trusted its audience to figure it out. There yeah, was no, right. hey, here is the exposition so that you can understand it. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. they 
they live in the universe. It's not it's not a story being told mm-hmm. to us. It's a story that we're living alongside these characters. Yeah, um, I feel so like a lot of this is I, I feel like a lot of this is thanks to the director. I mean, he gave the show such great direction and the actor such great direction that it's like. It's just so good, man. <laughs> and this has been truly like this is more a comment on the whole era, but from if we're, you know on screen acting, I don't want to discount Clone Wars season seven, Bad Batch, Rebels, all that, of course. Mm-hmm. But if you look at these films and, and live action shows from Force Awakens to now, your opinions of the plots aside, the acting has been unreal. It has never been mm-hmm. as good as it oh, is yes. now. Like Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, Diego Luna, Pedro Pascal, like it just goes on and on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Like the talent pool is insane. Mm-hmm. Diego yeah. Luna is just so talented. Oh. Yeah, he's amazing. And there's Fiona Shaw who plays Mara yeah. Andor, who I, you know, we loved to hate her when we were kids. As oh Tunia. my god, I have a story <laughs> about her. Dude, I just I watched was... Harry Potter for the first Ooh, time this year. Oh my god, so. really? Dude, I was in line at um, the premiere waiting to get my photos taken, like by the Getty people. And Fiona Shaw was in front of me, and I knew I recognized her, but I wasn't, I couldn't pinpoint exactly who she was. She was dressed in all blue and she had um, blonde hair. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, she seems cool. And she was really nice. Like I walked up to her and like said hello. And then I got my pictures taken and I went on with my day. I was like, why does she look so familiar to me? The next morning, I look up Fiona Shaw and it says Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And I was like, oh my God, I walked and talked to per- I talked to Petunia Dursley, who traumatized me as a child. Like mm-hmm. I grew up with this woman. Like she if only I knew I was talking to Mrs. Dursley whenever I was at the premiere. <laughs> so good. She's she's great. And everybody, I mean, she's great. Yeah. yeah. Everybody is so good. Even the, you know, the smaller players that are just mm-hmm. like people in the town. It's mm-hmm. like, it's life. And that's what Star Wars is so good at. It's it's in the same way that mm-hmm. Mandalorian mm-hmm. has like Navarro, like this Ferrix community feels so rich. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's I think real. That's like, it's like something about exactly. it feels real. And I think that's when you were saying about like it not having the force in it and as cheesy as this sounds I feel like the force is coming from how much like you were saying about the passion has been put into mm-hmm. this show like the cast that they've got is insane like Tony yeah. Gilroy is just yeah. what he did with Rogue One and what he's doing now to me is just exactly the direction Star Wars needs to go like it's just offering so much more and I think sometimes Star Wars I was getting a little bit disillusioned with it recently I can't lie because I think it tries to live up to like it needs to feel like Star Wars and it needs to look like Star Wars. And it's like, but what, what is that? Like, I don't quite understand what Star Wars is. Yeah. Um, but and I think this show coming scale. back. Exactly. And, and I think this show coming back with like the practical effects and like mm-hmm. just all of that, like it's Star Wars, but it's adapting and it's changing. And that to me feels like the energy behind it that it needs mm-hmm. basically. And that's, that's my big thing is it needs to feel like Star Wars to whom? You know, yeah. if, if you're someone that grew up loving the prequels specifically, then certain things, you know, I I, I was there with the original <laughs> trilogy fans when they said, mm-hmm. this doesn't feel like Star Wars. Right. Um, but, yeah. So it's, you know, it's just kind of a, a weird. It's always your entry point something. informs everything. Like with the Acolyte yeah. in production right now, yes. Le- Le- Leslie Headland is the first Star mm-hmm. Wars showrunner, writer, creator to 
be of the dark times age group, mm-hmm. like reading legends, playing, uh, you know, yeah. West End games and being online. And so that's going to change everything where it's like, we've seen like Favreau's a little bit older than Dave, who's, mm-hmm. you know, sort of like the bridge of the eras, but now we're going to go to the other side. And yeah. then we won't know what a sequel kid's perspective is until 15, 20 years from now. And so yeah. it, it always yeah. staggers and it changes. And to your point, Neve, like what is, what is feels like Star Wars? It's, it's up to yeah. everybody. And it's like, I don't ever want Star Wars to be, this is not a shot at any, at any filmmaker, but we had some DC films that were maybe a little not hopeful uh, and a little bit like maybe hard for a child to watch a superhero, try to murder another one with a spear. Um, and it's <laughs> yeah. like, I don't, I don't ever want Star Wars to go that far because it's supposed yeah. to be hopeful fantasy. This mm-hmm. goes as far as it can go, I think. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to be wrong, um, but I, I think that it pushes it, but always comes back. Like, I mean, this starts with, you know, are we spoiling? Are we spoiling? Is that, is that cool? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going all in. We're going okay, all cool. in. Okay. Cool. Okay. So spoiler warning. <laughs> this starts with two uh, officers of the law being murdered, uh, one of them in cold blood, <laughs> but then we move straight into little B2 emo being like, well, I can't lie because it takes too much energy out of me. And that's two lies. Yeah. The- oh my God. I love that so much. Yeah. I love that stuff. It's because that, that's yeah. so Gilroy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't get slow. that. But- no, within the first 10 minutes, he cold blank murders two guys. Yeah. Like, how yeah. is that so in the first 10 minutes? I guess it goes back to his childhood because he like mm. grew up basically in that element where it's like, we're doing whatever we can to protect ourselves. Right. You know what I mean? And everyone around us. And I guess, you know, it all stems from that. Yeah. I mean, it's a protection. Uh, we, we need to protect B. Uh, that is correct. Yes. B at, at Agreed. All costs. Absolutely. Um, yeah. The streak of droids in modern Star Wars from Chopper all the way to now. Um, <laughs> Chopper, BBA, L3, everybody, they are undefeated in droids. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an amazing They never streak. miss. Yeah. 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 It is amazing. And I love the whole idea of like, like Rogue One. One of my favorite things about it is that the whole K2 has a story of like, can you be more than your programming? And so it's like Gilroy seems really into the idea of droids and like explaining how a droid can tell a lie. Mm -hmm. I think that's the kind of stuff that even a kid who maybe doesn't understand that it's a brothel and things, that's the idea for them. They'll latch on Mm -hmm. to that. Now, is it, uh, is it too realistic in nature that, we're getting, I mean, the story comes with, with starts with corrupt cops who are in a place they're not supposed to be mm-hmm. and drinking while mm-hmm. on the job and then mm-hmm. trying to shake down and rob mm-hmm. a guy, mm-hmm. you know, for, for no reason. You know? Yeah. Um, and you know, their uniforms are blue Chaco, which is also, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, is, I'm just saying, is, is that, is, is it a little too on the nose? I've, uh, how, how do you guys feel? <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's okay. sorry. Like I was no, just gonna no, no, say. I mean, don't. if you look at the originals, was yeah. having the Empire walking around in those kind of uniforms a little bit too on the nose in terms of what mm-hmm. they were trying to represent? Yeah, you know. Yeah. But sometimes you have to be on the nose. Like sometimes you have to. Like there are episodes of of uh, we'll throw it over to the UK. There are episodes of Doctor Who that directly deal with the Nazis Mm -hmm. directly, Mm -hmm. but it combines them with the sillier elements too. And so if you're going to make what George wanted, the parable for 12 year olds, 
you have to be able to convey really hard things to them in ways that are palatable. So like George really was passionate about keeping business out of government. Amazon and Jeff Bezos should not be able to control laws. So what did he do? He has the, the trade federation that have a seat in government. What's that about? So it's just really more of that um, mm -hmm. in the same way that, you know, Finn, just as off the top of my head, Finn is, a, is an exploration of like a child soldier, which is something that really happens. And so I think it's like, is it on the nose? Yes. Does it need to be? Also, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think, Carly? What y'all said. <laughs> yeah, it just is. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to Star Wars, like, I just, I try to, like, I don't know why. When it comes to parallels and thinking about, like, what it means, like, in our world, I try not to think about it just because like I'm so deep in the Star Wars world that I'm like, oh, this is happening because it happens in Star Wars or like, right. you know, so I don't like immediately, you know, think. Yeah. No, that's totally fine. But all right. So speaking of these people, how do we how are we feeling about our boy uh, Cyril? Dude's struggling. It's, I he's having a struggle. So Neve, I, Neve, Neve I is that. Cyril, as we established. So <laughs> <laughs> I love like my friends when we came out of the screening were like, I hate that guy. He's so annoying. I was like, he is the funniest character. Yeah. <laughs> but this like I think he is hilarious. Like every little look he did, I was like, this is so funny. He's like the elder price of Star He's Wars. Like it doesn't actor. get better. Literally. <laughs> elder price. I love it. I met oh, him. So good. I met him oh, at the Andor oh. premiere. He's, he seems like a really cool guy. He was They're, really nice. Cool. Like, he was super, super nice. And he's he great be, at playing pathetic. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, he's speaking of, he used to be in an English, like, um, period drama, and he used to have an English accent. So I didn't know he was American until, like, press interviews came out, and I was so shocked. Oh, I okay, thought he was yeah. English. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's great. Crazy. And he's he a ginger. And That's he's true. a ginger underrepresented <laughs> no it's true yeah it, he, his character is fascinating because it's sort of like i don't know if there's game of thrones heads here or in the chat but i compared him sort of to like theon Greyjoy, who it's like you desperately want to be part of something that is big and bad but do you really have that in you and it's sort of like a it's a similar angle to maybe agent callus or you know people like that um or like del Mico. But this this is also like you're not even you're not even a stormtrooper, man. You're not even in in. You're trying to be in in. You're a you're a contracted out guy. Um, mm. So you're like the lowest of the low in terms of bad guys. And so that is an interesting angle to have. So is he uh, defecting? And in what episode? <laughs> uh, him and Cassian are going to go on their first date in episode yeah. ten. <laughs> um, Yep. He just definitely has the um, the look of uh, I'm so into justice that if you can point out what's wrong with this, I'll turn against. Because he's already turned against his superior, who's like, yeah. oh, you know what? Just just go ahead and, and file this." He's like, "No, people people were killed," and he's not wrong for for that. Um, mm -hmm. The people who were killed got killed because they were in the wrong, but uh, it's... But with what he knows. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing, is everyone is doing the best they can with the knowledge that they have available, mm -hmm. and that's what mm -hmm. makes it feel real. But sorry, go, go ahead, Neve. Mm -hmm. No, I was just going to 
say pretty much what you think. The reason I liked Rowan so much and Cassian was just because it was that whole like morally gray, like a good person doing bad things for a good reason. And mm-hmm. I think the thing that this show that I'm really enjoying is it just seems like every character is fitting that. Like every character could be good, could be bad. Like they're all in between. Like you think she essentially stole this kid, but she kind of was doing it for right reasons. But then like, that's right. also a very shocking decision like no mm-hmm. one not one way or the other which i think i'm i just find that so interesting storytelling wise and that's why i just i'm loving this show so far there's just so much there it's all yeah it's all implications like the idea that exactly. you can do something with the with the most pure of intent i'm going to save a lost kid who's trapped mm-hmm. on this ship it's very dangerous we're going to get him out of here is unequivocally a good thing but you mm-hmm. don't do your due diligence and you don't know that you are separating him from other people because of a lack of understanding, literally, um, mm-hmm. and how that develops. I mean, it's it's like a, a Star Trek Next Generation quote that Picard says, like, it's possible to make all the right moves and still lose. Yeah. And that's life. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to watch, but in a good way. Yeah. So um, what do we think about the whole flashbacks, the whole undercurrent? Because uh, obviously this is kicked off because he's still trying to find his his sister. Mm-hmm. And so for one, I'm really excited to find out why he thinks she might be alive. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Right. Because yeah. w- when they were leaving, they were like, uh, Republic dropship is is here. And and they killed Republic troopers. So right. that's not going to end well for them. Uh, and so I think we're actually going to see, you know, I mean, I've, I've heard rumors we're going to see some uh, clone troopers in their Mark II armor. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they aren't really going to be the good guys in this context. So that, mm-hmm. that'll be interesting. But what, what do you guys think of that whole, uh, what do you think happened to those kids in, in that whole storyline? Well, it's like interesting, right? Because it seems like there has been an attempt maybe at colonization. Like when they go out into that giant looking clearing and things like like mm. where are the where what happened to them a- after that point is one mystery why don't they have parents is the other mystery what mm. happened prior to what we're seeing so i feel like it's going to be uh, a gradually unfolding thing that's like really sad i like that it's there because in in the hardest star wars they've done you you need something for the children to see themselves mm. um whether that's going to be grogu or now it's going to be this group of kids that are hunting and living in the woods kind of like the lost boys it feels like but mm. why mm. where are their parents what happened? <laughs> like what yeah. is going so on you say lost boys and i think of vampire right as i said it i was like i hope i hope it's clear what i meant <laughs> yeah. yeah it took a second also r- real quick i want to i want to shout out um palpamine uh, palpamine um, hey. thank you so much uh I, I really appreciate it may the force be with you we are having a wonderful evening or at least i am hopefully uh you're still in the chat having a good evening as well but want to make sure that to shout that out um but yeah go ahead and uh, uh keep going Alden. oh no that, that's just about it as i'm super intrigued i feel bad for everybody there i feel bad for the fact that he has to be the caregiver for a, mm. his sister at that age so it feels like tragedy just happened um we're not exactly sure what of like what time we're in right now i guess we could ballpark it off of cassian's like wikipedia age um but one thing that i like is with all that like how they've reconciled it with canon because that could be hard sometimes it's like we never thought we were going to do this on screen and we don't want to have to follow what the visual dictionary said. But what they do here is that Cassian's 
visual dictionary and catalyst backstory is the fake backstory that Marvo establishes for him, which is a genius way to yeah. get around it. Yeah, Very it's good. so clever. And that's yeah, that's Gilroy. It's Gilroy. <laughs> I literally Gilroy, I, I stood next to this man again. when he was ordering a drink and was like, I gotta say something. And I was just like, hey man, I just gotta say you effing nailed it. And he was you could not have been cooler. <laughs> nice. Sweet, sweet man. Very awesome. <laughs> um uh, speak, speaking of Catalyst, I my thoughts. Uh, I excellent book, um, right? You know, mm-hmm. written by James Lucino, and this show actually feels James Lucino esque, where there's just a mm-hmm. lot of in his in his books. There's just a lot, a lot of details, and sometimes you feel like you're in a in a textbook, but all of them come together at some point and pay off. Yeah. But in that book, there were these you know certain planets that. Um, were protected under under a specific treaty, and you know you couldn't really go in and and mine them, or it was very limited what you can do, so you didn't affect those environments. Right. Well, what the empire did is the empire would um, have people smuggle in a bunch of guns and uh, and other stuff, bust that person, so now they get to take over that that mine then they they would strip mine it and i honestly believe that this could be one of those planets that we saw that happen to in mm. the book catalyst yeah um so we see it being mined in its early stages and then an environmental catastrophe happens because they weren't supposed to be doing this anyways and what if they released something that you know, killed all the adults, and now all these kids are all that's that's left, and they've had to survive on on their own for this period of time. Um, yeah. That's kind of where where I'm leaning for it. But I do really enjoy that little part of the story because you know Cassian has um, his his Mexican accent, you know, as as an actor, and I was curious if they were going to tie that into anything in the story, but. This is a really good way of doing that with having those kids and having them communicate. And none of them speak, you know, galactic basic. Um, I need to to speak to some of my, you know, uh, Latino Star Wars fans uh, to see if you guys pick up on similarities between how the kids uh, speak and the Spanish language. Um, mm, I was wondering that. As well. So I know we have uh, like Baruka Wookies in the chat. I don't know if um, you can speak to that. Uh, <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, they said uh, Beings of the Galaxy, which, by the way, is a narrative podcast, Beings of the Galaxy. Check it out. It's uh, like a long-running story of just the different people in Star Wars that are just in the background. Very Andor-like. You may or may not hear my voice as one of the characters. Definitely check that out. uh, Everything that happened hits so heavy. Yeah. Yeah. This show is really giving love to our uh, space Latino friends. It really is. I mean, and I, I tweeted this today, like seeing Adria Ariona in there as mm. this Latina woman who owns a garage, who's intimately connected to what's going on here, to Luthen, what's going on beyond, who is just, I mean, like, let's call it what it is. She's so cool. She's got two boyfriends and no one cares. Like she's <laughs> just, she's effortlessly running this town. Mm. Uh, I hate Tim. Uh, for what he did, um, yeah. Tim, 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 Tim got his of his own choices. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what snitches get, right? <laughs> I, I said that like I was coming out of the premiere and I was talking to a friend about. It. He's like, "So what happened?" I'm like, "Dude, this show like is like anti like class trader. Like somebody like tries to rat on the good folks and they get it like mm-hmm. soon." Um, it was it was 
yeah, that whole arc is great. But to see her, to see Cassian interacting, like you have two mm. two Latinx performers and characters sharing screen time with like no one else around um, was a was a moment for sure. Yeah, uh, the representation absolutely. is amazing in the show. I think also the scenes with the kids not having subtitles for me. Yes. Um, obviously, I can't speak for the experiences and the feelings of obviously like the Latin community or anything. Um, but as someone who's used to obviously having audio very much easy for me, um, that really stood out for me. It's like this show's really trying to do something here and I really respect. Mm-hmm. Again, it's just another creative mm-hmm. decision that you feel like there's so much power and meaning behind that decision. Yeah. And I just mm-hmm. think that kind of effort being put into Star Wars, again, like I'm just so happy that it's being done this way. Because it should really? be disorienting, yeah. right? Like it should exactly. be, you should feel like you're watching kids you don't understand because you're supposed to be Marva. You cheese mm-hmm. your eyes into the scene mm-hmm. uh, when exactly. she finally arrives. It, it's like uh, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, which is the better West Side Story, um, has mm-hmm. no subtitles on the Spanish um, for that mm-hmm. for that reason. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know mm-hmm. if that was a controversial take or not, but you can at me about it. But yeah, um, it, it's a great thing. It's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, I I will say one thing about um, Audrey's character is she's so gorgeous that you're like, sometimes I'm taken out of the scene because I'm just Mm. like, (laughs) yeah, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, modern Star Wars has been good about that too. Uh, Very good. There's a a lot of beautiful human beings. And um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, whether it's, Daisy and Oscar and John or these people like it's just like it doesn't end even Din Djarin's <laughs> hot and he doesn't show it most of the time but he is um, yeah oh yeah oh you can see it through the helmet like oh, yeah. totally. Din Djarin walks like a hot person for sure acts like an idiot he walks does. like a hot person Wait, hold <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also thank you uh, Jared K- Kenobi really appreciate um, appreciate any and all all donations um I just love making content and having these conversations with awesome people. So I, I mostly appreciate you guys coming on and being willing to to chat with me and hang out. Um, Thanks for the invite. Yeah, of course. Honestly, yeah. thank fun. you. It was a pleasant post, <laughs> post-nap post surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, going on with it, let's, let's go ahead and, and um, you know, kind of finish out, you know, episodes two and three. It's really hard to separate them because they were so mm-hmm. connected together and you know i and yeah. i kept saying i kept telling people like if it, if it was only one episode i feel like a lot of people would be disappointed because the yes. first episode is just it's just not enough it's great yeah it sets things up but um yeah running everything you know else out um i mean that that ending scene was so powerful to me when you got to see how these mm-hmm. events had affected um, each and every one of these different people in the town in different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was sobbing my eyes out in the theater. Same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that sequence of the so end of what, episode three is like one of my favorite Star Wars sequences ever. Like, I think it just showed yeah. like so much of what I, Star Wars is about for me. And it's just demonstrating it so clearly. And like the interchanges between. Cassian on the ship with Luthen and then the flashbacks with Marva. So creative, like so creative. And it says that so much without needing to say it. So good. So well done. Yes. 
Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. That was the moment mm -hmm. where I, because I'm such a, like my Star Wars is fantasy. I love the lightsabers. Mm -hmm. I love the Force. I love the Me weird, too. heady Mortis and World Between yes. Worlds and all that. Like, yes. that's what I love. So you take that away, it, I have to find another way in as a fan. And mm -hmm. once we got to the end of Cassian is talking to Luthen and Luthen is telling him about his potential and what he can do that's not this. And they leave together. That inner ed, intercut editing scene of the past and the present, that's mm -hmm. when it dawned on me. I was like, it's still fantasy. Like, Luthen is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Cassian is Luke. This is yeah. a classic older mentor <laughs> coming in. Like, mm -hmm. we're now leaving this world to go to another. And, like, what's happening? That's when I was like, okay. This is just because mm -hmm. it really, one through three is one thing. And so you had to give it that time. I've been telling people, don't watch one and then wait a couple of days and just go, 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 go. Because it feels like it needs it. Mm -hmm. right. It's like a movie. Like the first three episodes are like a movie. And I've been telling everybody, like, you need to watch it back to back. Because if you don't, mm -hmm. you just, you just gotta, you just gotta. Yeah, yeah my, my friends were uh, on, on the Pod Ones um, podcast. We're like, yeah, we're going to watch the first episode and we're going to wake up tomorrow morning and like finish it. And I was mm -hmm. like, you no, you're not. But but at least <laughs> at least plan to watch the first mm -hmm. two. Mm -hmm. Plan yeah. to watch the first two, knowing that they're gonna watch all three in, in one sitting. And well, then you hear those drums up. at the end of two, yeah. and you're like, well, oh, I have to keep going, God. dude. Yeah. The rock music, the rock music influence in Andor is like everything I've ever wanted in Star Wars. Yeah, it's so. <laughs> oh, it's like good. I was out of so good. My seat at the end of episode. Like mm -hmm. the guy, I don't know what his name is. Don't know if they said a name. Speaking to Luther and him saying like, "If you can't find it here, then like it's not worth finding." And then it like pans down to Cassian as if like that's mm -hmm. what it's referring to. And like Luther finding him and like as a fan mm -hmm. of that character with that music, yeah. I was honestly out of my seat. I was like, "This is so hype! Like this is so good!" Mm -hmm. Again, mm -hmm. so it's creative. so bold. It's mm -hmm. so bold. It's it was so bold because we don't you don't get drums in Star Wars and you know I, I'm mm -hmm. I'm a I've I've played the drums for the past I don't know 15 years oh wow and um and when that hit I, it just it, it just struck me so hard but especially in a town where percussion is such a big yeah. part of it yeah like mm -hmm. the way point. things were tied together was so beautifully written from from the industrial feel of mm -hmm. the sound design on the drums in that in that moment you know mm -hmm. to them banging on stuff and so good man when, when is it coming to spotify is what i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah right I, I think nicholas patel who by the way if you haven't watched succession my god his score in succession is unreal he's um, unreal yeah yeah genius i mean and that's that's the other thing like this is an aside but like you know leaving the john williams era of star wars at least for me it was scary because it's like that's mm -hmm. that's that's like not that's not a small part of it that's a huge mm -hmm. part of it and then uh, giacchino and powell and then of course ludwig and now natalie holt and nicholas Bertel, mm -hmm. like they're in such good hands kevin kiner cannot forget the kiners mm -hmm. um, yeah oh but yeah i think God, yeah. He, i think Bertel did tweet at least one of the tracks is there so i'm hoping it's going to be like a so. kind of like how mandalorian had dropped them bit by yeah. bit yeah and oh gosh, that's, I hope we get it. That's so important to me, though, because, you know, like he's John Williams is such a, a big part of the DNA of Star Wars. He was writing his music alongside mm -hmm. uh, it. So it could be told almost as a silent movie. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. with him not being in the picture, I don't want 
someone to try and be him, right? Because right. if you do that, mm-hmm. we get wish.com, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, version of him. And it ends up being bad. We, we need bold mm-hmm. visions uh, and, and stepping out, which is which is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Galactic Mermaid says, well, the soundtrack is outstanding. I loved how much the show allowed, uh, yeah. was allowed to be silent. It, it made the music, again. like, Definitely. it made the music hit so much harder, you know, whenever mm-hmm. it did happen. It's just... I feel like we've never had that kind of music in Star Wars before. It's so different. It's so new. And I just, I love it. We need more drums in Star Wars. Absolutely. And to that comment's point, like the picking your silences is so important. Like, Mm -hmm. of course, Last Jedi probably has the greatest pick your silence moment in the entire franchise of of the Holdo Maneuver. But the the Marva speech, which was already a, a cool line in the trailer of That's What I Reckon It Sounds Like, that whole speech when it ends up being more about the silence than about the sound. Mm -hmm. And when it stops is when you should be worried. I was sitting there. I was on the edge of my seat. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I was like, I would run through a wall for this woman. Like, (laughs) let's go. (laughs) I had the same reaction of the guard. He's like, what what happened said? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, Yeah. Good stuff. And and her delivery of the dialogue of just like, you brought this on yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that, absolutely right. That's that's the reckoning. What happens when you know a bunch of armed cops like bust into an old lady's house and like, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of like who is important in our community, like Bix's shop uh, where her and Tim work is like that's clearly a place where lots of people work. You see all their gloves and like mm-hmm. Marva seems to be like the mom of the block, basically. You know, like it's a uh, you're coming in our territory. We know it better. We can run it better. We've seen more than you. And they just get completely outclassed, which is a great thing to experience with a crowd because mm-hmm. everybody was wanted to see them get it, which was you know very satisfying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I, I love it. All right. So um, kind of the, the last bit is to focus on that you know, the, the the final scene, which is, um, I guess not the final scene, but we didn't speak much on the set piece with, we had all the, the hanging things and we had, um, um, you know, Skarsgård come in. Like, Luthen had no right to be that badass. Like, I was not <laughs> expecting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, so what What do you guys think of, of Luthen's character? And you know, I guess we'll, we'll start to wrap things up with what you guys, where you guys think we're going with all this. I love everyone who's a scars guard. If you have the last name scars guard, <laughs> you know, you're going to be a badass. <laughs> it's a good role. So I'm excited to see, I, I was excited to see Stalin. He's, he's awesome. Um, and that whole scene, that was the scene that they um, showcased during the rogue one re-release where they had like, yeah you know, that special scene, that was the scene, but it didn't have like all of the clips where you see, um, it didn't cut to anything. So it was just that scene all the way through and just seeing it for that second time. I feel like it really did it justice with like all of the context, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a very like on the edge of your seat moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Showing that this, this is going to be, you know, this has big action in it as well. We can expect mm-hmm. a lot more of it too. Yeah, I think speaking of action, the, I don't want to theorize too much on what's going to happen because I've never enjoyed doing that personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's really picked up the pace that people are wanting from it. But I think the next two episodes, it's going to be purely 
Coruscant, Mothma, that mm-hmm. side of it. And it's going to really slow down again. Because I mean, the whole point of the show just seems to be, you know, the pockets fermenting. Like not everything's going to come it, together in this huge crescendo right. straight away. We're going to see all these different elements to it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think, you know, we're going to see oppressed civilians like, you know, Cassian extremists like Saw at some point, and then politicians like Mothman, like all these different people coming together. So I think I'm going to expect it to really slow down episode or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so people mm-hmm. who aren't liking the slowness, sorry. Um, yeah. But I think it's just going to pay off even more when it does eventually come yeah. out together. That's kind of the way that I see it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because at, at some point, I don't know when it was, but at some point, like the last 10 years, slow became bad. And that's just not true. That's uh, it's like, <laughs> mm. you ever watch Fellowship of the Ring? It takes a while before that fellowship is formed. That's true. It's, it's, a slow, it's a slow first third. And I don't care because it's so beautiful. And I, yeah, in terms of predictions, I also don't like to do the prediction game because it's an easy way to be disappointed. Um, because mm-hmm. like with everything, like it's not about what you want, it's about what they did. And if that resonated with you. Um, so like what I want, want a thousand different things um but what i think about what they're doing is like you're leaving this world and we know that there's coruscant coming there's saga rara coming there's mom mom coming it's like welcome to star wars cassian andor is what it feels like like yeah now you're in the game and and it has a, it's a careful balance because they don't have a unified front until scarif and even the biggest battle before that was adalon and rebels and that's still small mm-hmm. and scattered so there can't be a big yeah moment this season exactly. that you can have still tiny victories which is what i'm looking forward to yeah mm-hmm. and much like neve i'm am i am hoping that we are going to get the west wing in yes. space um, exactly yes you know <laughs> And, and we'll and we'll see battles, but battles of an entirely political nature of of people, you know. Uh, I guess a less funny version of Veep <laughs> or yeah. something like that. Catch, but catch Chaco, catch Chaco with his like white wine uh, for the next episode. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I'm hoping for that, and and I really do want um, uh, some type of reference to the delegation of the 2000 yes. um mm. and and just someone say padme's name that's 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 yeah, you know? yeah. right like if you're but gonna put honestly i don't doubt that i'm sure yeah. it, it's kind of ex- i feel like that's definitely expected if you're gonna put mon mothma the genevieve o'reilly mon mothma and yeah, like exactly. let's be real if i had if i was a betting man and sometimes i am but i'm not right now if i was a betting man it's like Jimmy Smith is coming, right? Like he, he already suited up for Kenobi. Like we're going to see <laughs> Bale. If we get Bale and Mothma in a room and they don't mention her. Come on. Mm, yeah. On. I think Mothma is my most anticipated thing about the series. Like I love Cassian, but mm. I think Mothma is going to be the standout. I'm just so excited to like find out who she actually is. Um, like in live action on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think seeing she's such a vital player in essentially the story of the originals. And I just think mm-hmm. to be able to expand on her, like, I'm just so excited to get as much of her as possible. And just that whole like political atmosphere, like yeah, it's the best. so excited for it. Mm-hmm. And it's needed because it's, it's always beautiful and, and interesting. Like rings of power is doing this right now with Elrond where it's like, mm-hmm. sometimes you meet a, a leader that is fully formed and it's like, I, and in return of the Jedi, it's like, I feel like I know who that woman is, but she doesn't seem like she's ever not in control. Like, how do you get to that place? Mm-hmm. And so to see her now in a scary place is going to be, yeah. oh, okay, now I appreciate everything a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And we know in, in canon at some point in time, she is a senator who is on the run from like from the law. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh and we so we need to see, yeah, I'd love to see how that kind of takes place here. <laughs> Enter Saw Guerrera. I'll help. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I hate the law. All right. <laughs> Uh, but also, I can't wait, you know, for for Cassian to be in spy school, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, and, and to see. That's the thing I love is whenever you get someone telling you rules, you know that in a future episode, all of those rules are going to come into play with it. Chekhov's uh, gun, and yeah, that's just I, I, I want to see them blow up more stuff as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, that that whole little like. Always, you know, Cassian under cover your exit. We're gonna Cassian under. I mean, I love that man since Pirates of the Caribbean. I love him in Mamma Mia. Yes. I loved him in Dune. I love him in everything. He's so good. Um, he's one of those people like Benicio del Toro in Last Jedi. That it's like I don't need alien makeup. I fit in Star Wars. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will say it's a little jarring because I've been doing an MCU rewatch and we just made it past Dark World. So mm-hmm. it's like I just saw you running around naked at Stonehenge. <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's 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 weird to jump back and forth between the two. That, <laughs> that happened. That was a thing that they did. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but also, oh, I want to thank you guys so much for for coming out and and thank you, thank you, yeah, thank you. So um, much fun. I want to you know, go around you know one one last time, and uh, if you guys have any any closing thoughts, things that we didn't mention or haven't brought up yet, um, as well as once again where we can find you and anything that uh, that you you want to plug, um, and I'll start with uh, with with Neve. Um, I think just one thing that I didn't mention was when we were talking about the flashbacks. I think as someone who's a huge fan of. Cat- since 2016 I'm kind of who I wanted him to be I think just finding stuff Mm. about him as a character has just been so crazy like find out he has a sister like Mm -hmm. I felt feel like I've known him over six years and now I'm like finding all this stuff out but I think that one line of like I've been in this fight since I was six years old and people are not appreciating the slow burn of it like we don't actually know whether easy to answer by being like Oh, his parents were killed by some Imperials, like, so he had to fight. Like, they're really yeah. drawing it out. I just think it's such a creative way of keeping us invested, mm-hmm. whether you're watching it on a political level or, like, a personal level with a specific character or whatever creative. And I just can't wait to see what else they're going to do. Um, so if you want to see me rant about mostly just Cassian as a character, uh, <laughs> um, you can find me Artushitu on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, I'm also still in the very, very early stages of setting up my own podcast, um, just so I can rant about Diego Luna for like two hours productively. <laughs> um, so if people have like advice, I've learned a lot from tonight, or like any sort of tips, um, just drop me a message. I'm very much open to any sort of suggestion, any sort of advice. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I've like wanted to be on here for ages, so I'm really glad that you yeah. reached out to thank me. Thank you so really much enjoyed for, it. for coming on. And um, hopefully, you know, when you get your podcast up and running, you'll invite me as a guest. I'll be happy mm. to uh, to come along. So absolutely, yes. absolutely. Um, and uh, and how about you, Alden? Yeah, it was, it was first of all, there's going to be a lot of crossovers happening for sure. I t- told some folks I was coming on with you, Darth Chaco, and people were very excited. You are beloved. Oh. Um, or beloved, depending on your choice of pronunciation. But yeah, I mean, 
final thoughts on the show is just that, I mean, we're seeing some Vetch love in the comments of people just love Vetch standing there being tall. Love that guy. <laughs> um, I love, I love a star Wars weirdo whose purpose is to be a star Wars weirdo. Uh, that's mm-hmm. always one of my favorite things, but uh, overall, I think the show is just, it's just intelligent and elegant and it's the exact type of thing. Like it, it, there's a lot of, I think when something is fresh happens, like this is what I want. F everything else. It's like, no, I mm-hmm. like that there's going to be this into Bad Batch, into Visions 2, into Ahsoka, into... I don't want them to feel the same. And that makes me really, really excited. And so that's my final thought. And then, uh, yeah, Octo Radio, a Star Wars podcast. Uh, we just had Mercedes Vernado from Mandalorian. We just had Ryan Johnson. Um, I met her. So uh, Sasha, Oh, my God. Sasha, I love the coolest, her to the coolest. death. I love her coolest so much. Coolest person. No, she she's, she's rad, and she was super generous and cool and you know I, I have seen her wrestle for like the last 10 years so yeah. it's like just to see that uh her star wars side come out was great so it was an honor to talk to her she was wonderful and there's a couple other shows on there we do a rebels rewatch that's ongoing which is like rebels uh, episodes are like 22 minutes and we get like an hour and 22 minutes out of all of them of talking so if you love rebels that's where it's at uh tori fox uh who is one of my best friends and collaborators as a show as well in the network called the Mandatorian Creed, which I'm still very proud of. Um, and yeah, donate to Make-A-Wish. Um, find resources for Puerto Rico. I'm retweeting them the best I can. I'm Puerto Rican. Um, and our, my friends, Try to the Force, are, are, who are also at the premiere and are wonderful, are also uh, a whole Puerto Rican podcast. And so they're sharing resources as well. So if you find me on Twitter, um, that's more what I'm like interested in, in you finding and retweeting. Although if you want to retweet my B2 emo love, you can do that too. <laughs> so awesome. beautiful. Yep. Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, last but not least, Carly. I just want to say what a time to be a star Wars fan. Like Honestly. truly with Andor and Ahsoka coming out in Mandalorian season three and bad batch and the acolyte. Like there's the literally so much happening and like and more of skeleton these, crew. More yes of these. yes it's so just like i i can't complain like this is just it's been incredible and thank you so much for having me this is this is yeah, so much you. fun we definitely need to do this like more often and have these discussions um you can find me on youtube it's just carly king i do um a lot of vlogs um whether it's going to see john williams live or like going to d23 or different cons or disney or anything um and i do a lot of like unboxings and product reviews too everything star wars that like i love to do you can find that on my youtube channel um big daddy yankee on tiktok and twitter official carly king on instagram and yeah Awesome. And also, Carly didn't mention, but she's one of the best uh, saber flow artists uh, that that (laughs) you'll see out there. I appreciate Uh, it. Don't don't ever don't ever go mad at her in a fight. At least if she's unarmed, that that might be different. I don't know. Um, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, so thank you, everyone in in the chat. I just want to shout out. uh, We have, um, you know, Beings of the Galaxy, Young Jones, Ray Kenobi. Um, Odin Actual um, Died in the Force, which is my other podcast that I have with Element 7 on Saturdays at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, Alex McBrayer, um, Jerry, we got we have two Jareds in here. Uh, <laughs> nice. um, just uh, Darth Man 86, Galactic Mermaid, Ray Kenobi, 
I, I, I have the best chat. And I'm always so grateful. So thank you guys for hanging out. Um, thank you guys for, for joining me on this. Of course. And, um, and that'll end until next week when we'll be jumping into episode four with a new cast of guests. But all of you guys will be invited um, at, at, again at a later date. Uh, but yeah, have a good Sweet. one, everyone. And uh, may the force be with you always. May the force be with you.